Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Socially Unacceptable, the official podcast of the Instagram account, Instarect. Today I will be answering your questions that I will be fielding from the story on Instagram that I posted. I'm going to get to as many of them as I can without this episode being too long or too boring, and I want to say uh, I appreciate all of the support that I've gotten through the account, and the fact that you might be listening to this podcast shows that you are giving more support, and again, I appreciate that, and I would also appreciate if you would hit subscribe or like or whatever would make this podcast go to more ears, um, and continue to make this sort of thing uh, continue to grow as it has, as I never expected that it would, and so uh, one of the things I'll be talking about uh, is you know, just how did it get started and uh, what was the inspiration for it all, along with a couple of other things. And like I said, as, as much as I can get to without this being too long, but um, some of the questions related to what was the inspiration? How did it get all started? Well, a uh, long time ago in a faraway place, uh, back in February of this past year, uh, about 10 months ago, um, I was following the account uh, Insta Repeat, and I just kind of thought it was funny and humorous seeing all the things that uh, you know, really popular photographers do and getting virtually all the same shots. And I kind of thought, well, maybe it would also be funny to highlight some of these locations that have now been overrun by people trying to get all the same shots. Because uh, I had personally seen myself some places uh, that had been overrun by people doing uh, irresponsible things for photos. And in some ways, it kind of ticked me off. But in some ways, uh, when I thought about starting the account, I just thought, oh, maybe it'll be funny showing people doing it for the gram. And as I started to do some research and trying to decide what I was going to post, looking for content, uh, I realized this is actually a problem. Um, this isn't anything that's funny, uh, really. Uh, some, some of it is when you see some of the things that people do just to get a photo um, besides you know, destroying or ruining places. And so, um, again, I saw it as something that uh, was a real problem that kind of needed to be addressed. And I would say the, the fact that um, there have been so many followers that have come along on my account and others shows that other people think this is a problem too. And, you know, the reality is I've never been about followers. I don't care about follower numbers. Um, that's not why I started it. But I think the proof that this is a problem is kind of in the follower numbers. Um, the, an, another account that's experienced something similar is the the hater account run by Steve. That's his real name. Public lands hate you. Um, due to such a hater. Uh, but anyways, um, he's seen a lot of follower growth on what he is doing on his account. And I think a lot of it is attributed to that, you know, a lot of people are fed up, see it as a problem, and kind of want to join the cause of calling out certain behavior that's either destructive um, or just foolish or irresponsible. And so um, I, I think, again, some of the proof that this is a problem and people see it as a problem it is in the follower numbers and the amount of people who are getting behind it. And so, um, and we're seeing, uh, other accounts come up like, uh, keeping Iceland beautiful, um, 
and, and others. Um, and so it, it's something that, uh, oh, the other one that I'm thinking of is uh, Turons of Yellowstone, um, which is funny and sad at the same time. And um, it, when you just consider all of the, the things that are going on within sort of this movement of, of calling out bad behavior, um, it, it shows that the, it is a serious problem and there's no shortage of content, which I kind of thought there would be when I first started the account, but clearly there isn't. Um, and so now, I, as, as it was something that I thought initially would just be kind of funny and um, kind of lighthearted, it's now just become a cause that I have just taken on because I see it as a problem. It does bother me. Um, I am a person who, you know, travels, I uh, use outdoor spaces. I'm also a photographer. And so, uh, well, and, and along with that, I, I'm a rule follower. I, I, I want to see people follow the rules. And uh, some of the consequences that we're seeing of people not doing that is that places are being shut down um, or limited because people are doing irresponsible or illegal things. And I want to be able to enjoy these places as well. And so um, it, it is something now that I have taken on uh, I don't want to say it's a passion, but it, it's definitely a cause that I am, in, am intent, intentional about. And so that's kind of the backstory of where it started and kind of how it's morphed into what it is now. And so um, as it starts to grow and gain some steam, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about, okay, how can, I, how can I make this something that really does have an impact and does some positive things despite the kind of negative nature about it, pointing out all these you know, bad things that people do. And that's why I try to temper some things with, um, you know, humor once in a while or, you know, showing good things that happen. So I, I'm, I'm constantly rethinking how I do things and I, I, I appreciate feedback. I can take criticism. Uh, I've made changes because of it. Um, sometimes not because maybe it just doesn't align with what I think um, the, the cause should be. So uh, I do appreciate all that. Um, I do appreciate, again, everyone who has, sort of come along and um, done a part in trying to um, make this problem better. And so one of, one of the things that's related to that, that I, I was asked about um, relating to, you know, how do you confront people? How do you do it in a way that will be positive, whether it be in person or, or online? And I think the, the, the goal should be uh, the, the same in both places. And I, I'm not always the, the best about this. I'll, I'll admit that because sometimes I do let my emotions get the best of me. And, um, you know, I may not say or do things the, the best way. And I've been even in positions where I've had to apologize for that. And, and, and I'm, I, I do my best to, to admit when I'm wrong and should have done things differently. But as everyone knows in any relationship, and especially in marriage, if you're married, um, you know that it's, it's it, when you're addressing something, it's not always so much what you say as much as it is how you say it. And I think we all know that, you know, when someone is trying to call out certain behavior or something that we've done, um, especially if we haven't realized or weren't intending on doing what we did and to have the um, negative effects that it had, uh, we appreciate it when people tell us in a way that is, you know, respectful, kind to hopefully um, garner some sort of change. And so I would say whether it be in person or online, um, that I think that's a great starting place. Now, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that people will respond 
in a way that we think they should respond, which is, oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't realize this. Yes, either I'll get, uh, I'll get back on the trail or whether it be online, oh yeah, I'll take that post down, I didn't realize. Sometimes it happens and it's great. Oftentimes people are hostile um, or they'll say just kind of F you, screw off. Um, and so some of the questions are, okay, what do you do about that? And so, um, you know, th there's always discussion about, you know, bullying, shaming, calling out and that sort of thing. I I'm going to talk about that probably at a, at a, in a later episode and just some of the differences between that, some of the tactics used by me and other people to uh, call out and highlight certain behavior. And, and so, um, you know, for me, at least online, um, and this is what a lot of people oftentimes don't see is, you know, I, I take, I take into account a number of different things. Um, you know, who the person is, what exactly they're doing, how many followers do they have, um, and what is their response when I try to contact them. So typically I will try to reach out to a person, whether it be a comment or, or a DM and say, Hey, what, what are you doing here? Like th this isn't cool. Come on. Do you, you need to realize, you know, the impact that you're having on whatever it may be, the place, um, public lands or, or anything like that. And so, um, I usually try to do something like that. And I, like I said, I take into account a number of different factors, but, uh, once I do that, I, I, I kind of wait for the response. Um, and, and like I said, it, it can range in a number of different ways, whether it be, Oh yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I didn't realize that all the way to screw you F off. Who are you to tell me what to do sort of a thing. And so depending on what that response is, depends on what I do next. It could be um, nothing or just thank you for the conversation or um, I'm going to make a post about it or I'm going to post it on my story to call out what you have done. And so um, a lot of people uh, have given me feedback and telling me that it's uh, actually creating more harm than good and that sort of thing. And I, I appreciate people's input on that. But um, like I said, uh, in a later episode, I'll talk about the, the differences in shaming, bullying, and calling out, and, and, and in some ways why I do some of the tactics that I do. So uh, as it relates to that, we'll talk about some of those things at a later date. But related to that as well is a question about um, what can I do as an individual to help? Um, and that's a great question, and I, and I think that there are a lot of people um, kind of following and on board with the cause because not only do they want to... Um, Kind of support whether it be through um, engagement, but I think people actually want to be a part of uh, the solution, which is to you know do do the reaching out on their own. And um, I think the the proof in that is uh, just recently when um, a lot of people reached out to Olympus for um, I think it's uh, Lisa Marie Schiffner or something like that posted a photo of herself in in Iceland with one of their cameras in a place that uh, she went beyond barriers into a protected area that she should not have gone into. And a number of people sent me DMs um, uh, with, uh, with a screenshot of the response that Olympus had given them after they had reached out. And it was virtually the same thing that I got from Olympus, which, which was great. And what I realized is, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people are, are doing some good along with this. So it not, it's not just you know, me and my account, but um, I want to say that everyone who is kind of following along and takes part is making a difference. And um, I would just say personally for me, uh, what I appreciate most is people who reach out in a way that's helpful, that is engaging, that's respectful. And so, um, like I said, while I am not always the best at that, uh, that is what I always advocate for and I think is what always makes 
more of a difference than saying, you know, go to hell, I hope you die or, you know, whatever it is. I don't, I don't think that's helpful, even though sometimes I feel that way. Um, and I want everyone to know that I'm not just some angry person sitting behind my phone or my screen, just, just filled with rage and steam coming out of my ears. Um, yeah, some things, some things make me upset, but, um, for the most part, I'd like to think I'm a reasonable person. And so my, um, my encouragement is for everyone else to be as reasonable as possible because I think that's where the most uh, ground is made in trying to get at what the issues are. And so, you know, how can you as an ind- individual help? Um, my, my whole thing and what I've posted before on my stories is, hey, if you see something, say something. Um, some people are just either scared or they don't want to seem like they're bullying somebody or shaming somebody. Again, I'll talk about the difference between those at a later date, which there are major differences between that and what I think are uh, what's called calling out. Um, so in all of that, um, like I said, if you see something, say something. And some, and as, you know, as it relates to you know what uh, I hope to actually be doing and what everyone else does, yes, of course we want education. Education is first. And we hope that people do respond to that, but sometimes they don't. And so uh, the question then becomes, okay, what do we do after that? But in general, if you see something, say something. And depending on what the response is, um, we'll, t- we'll see what the next level involves. But again, uh, I appreciate the people who are already doing stuff like that, um, seeing something, saying something. And, um, uh, and, and I think in some ways it, it is making a difference. And when we see companies like Olympus responding, um, that, that shows that, um, that, that it's making a difference. And so um, as, it, as it relates to that and making a difference um, and hopefully uh, slowing down some of the, the damage that's, that's being done by um, irresponsible people, uh, I have someone who asked ab- uh, about the, the, f- the fact that um, there has been a lot of damage done and wanting to know, um, are we beyond um, uh, uh, damage that can't be repaired or that or um, uh, consequences that have happened because people are irresponsible um, are, are we beyond repairing that damage um, that Instagrammers have done who are chasing the shot uh, I don't think we are um, I, I think uh, I think in a lot of ways all of these issues can in a sense be undone and uh, I think the fact that again there's so much involvement in this movement which i think is which i think my account is just just a small piece of that um i I think goes to show that uh people are starting to step up and realize again that it is a real problem and i don't think we are beyond um repair and some of the damage that has been done um i i think that uh you know, despite how negative things may seem sometime, there are some really positive things happening. And I get messages all the time, you know, you're doing great work. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get people saying things like you suck and you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Um, but I get, a, I say I'd get a lot more people who say you're, you're doing great work. It's making a difference. I have thought about my own behavior in, in places like this. And so um, I, I would say as far as that goes, um, it it is... I think clearly making people more aware of their own actions and their own behavior when they go to places like this. And to be clear, there's nothing wrong with going out and enjoying the outdoors and more and more people are doing that nowadays. And there's nothing wrong with going out, going out and trying to take beautiful pictures of it. I do it myself all the time. Uh, the, the point is, 
you know, what, what is the impact that we're having as we do this? And we need to just be mindful of it and, and think about it. And to, um, you know, influencers who have thousands or millions of followers, um, they do have a responsibility. They have a responsibility to their followers, to the places that they go, to the brands that they represent. They have a responsibility in the message that they're sending to people of what's okay and what's not. And so some of that damage that has been done, I, I don't think we're beyond repair. Um, I, I, think, I think we can start to institute some, some, some positive consequences as a result of this to, yes, educate people, but at the same time, make people realize that, yeah, their, their actions are, are not okay. Um, so I think there's, there's some really great things being done, um, and I don't think that we're beyond repair. Uh, another person asked, you know, what about um, capacity or reservation uh, systems, uh, whether it be for public lands or other locations, to try to mitigate some of the uh, numbers of people that are going to certain locations? And um, you know, there's a lot of things that I see are being done to try to curb numbers or try to curb impact, impact of uh, large numbers of people, and I think they're good. But I think something like, um, depending on where the location is, you know, doing capacity or reserva reservation systems is almost a sign that uh, maybe a location hasn't done enough to, um, to mitigate some of the consequences of a large number of people going to a certain location. But at the same time, some places are small and don't have the ability to put in infrastructure that would help with certain crowds or um, uh, consequences of a lot of people being there. And so... Um, I don't like it. I don't like limiting the number of people going to certain places because I, I, I want the, the most amount of people to be able to enjoy a space. But the fact that you do have more people means that there are more irresponsible people or people who just don't realize the impact of their actions. And so um, some of these things, I guess, are just necessary in order to make sure that um, places are preserved and that there is minimal impact. So while I say I don't like it, um, I, I see the, the need for it. Um, and in a lot of places that have done it, I don't think they have properly thought through some of the process because uh, as you see on some reviews on uh, TripAdvisor, people are furious over whether it be parking situations or the actual process of having to get a reservation. I experienced this myself. Uh, when I went to Hawaii recently, um, trying to re reserve a spot to go to a certain place. And luckily I did enough research to, to figure it out, but there was a lot of people who were heated and up in arms because just the process was difficult and some people just didn't know. So while I don't like it, I think it should be a temporary solution um, in lieu of doing other things to try to curb um, impact of just having a lot of people. Um, and so, uh, you know, along with that, what are some places a uh, person asked that have done a good job at withstanding Instagram crowds or large numbers of tourists? Um, I, I would say one that kind of stands out is Sequoia National Park in Kings Canyon. Um, they have built walkways to make sure that the environmental damage is minimal. They've uh, put barriers and fences, which um, are not... Uh, um, one of those things that diminish the experience, they're, they're usually pretty small and the evidence in that is that people often climb over them to get pictures next to trees and things like that. But um, I, I would say uh, places like Sequoia who have done things like build platforms, and I know a lot, of, a lot of other places have done that too. You see places like the Faroe Islands who are uh, shutting down um, uh, for, uh, for a few days per year to 
um, build infrastructure to, to, main, to maintain and to um, minimize impact of large numbers of people. So um, th there are places that are doing it um, very well. And a lot of it, it has to do with just resources and being able to um, build things or institute things that um, minimize damage. But a lot of places don't have the ability to do that, whether it be because of funding or they just don't care. And so um, at that point, it does become the visitor's responsibility to make sure that they are um, doing things that are helpful and not harmful. And so um, as far as uh, places that are doing that, um, it, it is happening. And I think uh, whether it be um, in, a, in the United States with the Bureau of Land Management or other places, um, I think it's going to need to be something that uh, locations take into great account and start budgeting for things like building infrastructure to, um, to accommodate large numbers of people because we're seeing tourism boom like it never has before. And I think I read some statistics somewhere that by uh, next year, there will be 1.4 billion uh, people traveling to, to locations. And so um, it, it's going to continue. To, I don't want to say to get worse. I, I think travel and tourism is a great thing, but um, it's going to continue to grow in a way that if people don't get um, things together now to minimize impact, um, we could see a lot of locations ruined or, or shut down because the, they just can't handle the numbers. Um, and uh, along with that, someone has asked, you know, what, what are some Instagrammable places but still good to visit? Um, before I answer that question, um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, one thing before I get into that. All right, now that I've kept you in suspense for the last 30 seconds or so, um, the question again, Instagrammable places, are, are there still some that are good to visit um, but that aren't ruined? Um, there are, but I'm not going to say what they are because I don't want them to get ruined. Um, but at the same time, here, here's kind of the point. Um, I, I understand why people want to get pictures of, of locations and are willing to do irresponsible things to do that. You know, Iceland, for example, um, a, a lot of people go to Iceland and a lot of people go for the sake of getting photos of the beautiful locations. And I understand the desire to do that. And I think a lot of people, when they get there, they realize, oh, some of these places that these pictures are taken from are either off limits or uh, closed off or something like that. And they're, they've spent who knows how much money trying to get there, so who knows how much time, they're probably freezing cold, um, but all of that to say they get there and realize the place that they want to take their photo from, they're not supposed to be. And they probably have in mind, again, how much money they've spent, how much effort it's taken, and just say, hey, you know what, forget it, I, 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 no big deal, I'm just going to go ahead and cross this barrier, go into this area that I'm not supposed to be in for the sake of a picture, because after all, I spent all this money and time getting here, I'm just going to do it. Um, and so, I, again, I, I understand that impulse, but at the same time, it's not excusable. Um, and my point is, while it's, it, it can be uh, tempting to want to, to get those photos, and I see why, because they're beautiful, there are so many other places whether it be Iceland or wherever it is that um, is uh, typically crowded because people are trying to get a photo, I guarantee you there are other places in the vicinity, in, the, in, uh, in, a, in close proximity, 
that you could probably get a very similar photo. And so my point is people need to go out and explore a little more and know that this is a big world. And even in locations that um, may, may, um, may be more constricted, more confined, I, I guarantee there's other places that um, are just as photo worthy and Instagrammable that will probably get the same number of likes that you're looking to get. And so my, my point is, if, if, if you wanna go out and explore and take pictures and, and upload them on Instagram, nothing wrong with that. But again, it's, it's the impact that our actions have, whether they be irresponsible, illegal, that lead to certain places being shut down, which in the end I hope doesn't happen, but it, it will force people to kind of go out and explore other places. And it would be great if other people would just start doing that now before certain places get shut down um, because they are out there. There are plenty of good places um, to, to take photos of that are, that are Instagram worthy. Uh, that um, are not as crowded or not crowded at all. And um, the, the proof in this is there's a lot of articles that are being put out uh, right now that are you know, 20 locations that haven't been ruined yet by Instagram or, or um, 20 places that you need to go visit that, are, um, that, that no one else goes to. And so the, if you do enough research, you'll find some of those places, but the, the reality is um, somebody has to find them. And so um, my, my charge is, you know, be adventurous, go explore other places, find something else um, that is Instagrammable, but not being ruined or um, that is being overrun by hordes of people. Um, the next question was, you know, what is the most blatant act of disregard that you have seen for a location? Um, I would say one of the things that, that really sort of drives me up a wall and one of the things that I was probably most upset about was when I did my research for the post that I did on the Holocaust Memorial uh, in Berlin um, and the one that I did for Auschwitz. Um, and uh, it, you know, there, there are plenty of other memorials throughout the world that, um, that commemorate um, you know, people dying and horrible things happening. Think of Tiananmen Square. Um, and, uh, and other places, there, there's lots of places like this. Um, but uh, like I said, I've done uh, a post on the Holocaust Memorial in Auschwitz, obviously b both uh, related in, in the nature of events. But um, I just have a hard time with people going to places like that and taking photos that are almost like, uh, just kind of you're, you're like a normal photo, like playful, having fun, or um, doing certain poses or something. You know, I, I don't have a problem with people expressing themselves how they want to express themselves and uh, in what I will call a postmodern world where people can interpret things however they want. Um, and, you know, just, just kind of a side note to the Holocaust Memorial, it is kind of a postmodern-esque piece of art where the, the guy who uh, designed it and came up with it um, even said he was leaving things kind of open to interpretation, but uh, I'm of the opinion that I don't think something like that should be open to interpretation. Um, it's one of the most horrific things that have happened in human history, and the fact that it was um, done in that nature, I kind of have a problem with. But along with that, um, you know, you're at the Holocaust Memorial, and to be taking a photo that you know shows you climbing on. Um, the, the blocks or posing in a certain way, 
Uh, I just think it's in bad taste. And, and, and that's the kind of thing that just kind of really bothers me where it's something that's supposed to be, I think, commemorating, you know, the death of a lot of people um, in the most horrific way. And here we are taking photos, you know, smiling or climbing on things or doing a certain pose. I, I just think it's in bad taste. And the same thing um, for Auschwitz, um, you know, people posting pictures of themselves balancing on, on the railway where, um, you know, the, the train cars came through to carry people essentially to their deaths, um, and, and, and doing poses. And I, I just think it's in bad taste and that, that kind of thing uh, makes me more upset than anything. Um, or, or whether it be in Tiananmen Square or, or any other place that, that is, that is supposed to commemorate horrific events where, you know, people have died or tragedies have happened. Um, I, I just don't think it's appropriate. Um, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. And so the, that, that's, the, the, those are some examples of some, some blatant disregard of what those things are supposed to represent. And so I, I'm of the opinion that's just, I, I think, in poor taste. And I wish people would, would uh, consider the, the, um, the commemoration aspect of what those things represent. Um, and then I would say, I guess, just in terms of irresponsibility and just um, complete disregard for um, the destruction of things, <laughs> I guess uh, the the most popular one that I can think of is is the super bloom that happened in California this past year, uh, where people were um, trampling wildflowers to lay in them to get photos and things like that. And um, uh, th- there was a lot of backlash towards people like me and that hater, Steve from Public Lands Hate You, about just calling it out and saying, you know, it's not a big deal. They're just flowers, you know, get off your high horse and that sort of thing. Um, I, I get it. Maybe your particular actions didn't have a huge impact, but the fact that there were so many people with large followings who were going out and doing that sort of thing, it created a massive impact. It basically shut down the city of Lake Elsinore because so many people were going. And also, if you look at aerial, aerial photos or before and after photos of what the um, trails uh, in, in Walker Canyon looked like before the super bloom and then what they looked like after the super bloom, the, the impact was massive. And so w- when you think about just individual actions um, and when you tie them together with thousands of people, um, it, it, was a, it was a massive uh, impact on these places that um, was significantly uh, horrible and negative. And so I, I would say the, the, the most blatant or active disregard for a location um, in, in just ruining it, I, I think, was, was that. And so... Um, you know, seeing the, the impact that that had is really disappointing. Um, and the fact that so many people did it and, um, so many people, uh, offering up really empty excuses for what they were doing, why they were doing it, or, um, just flat out lying like, Oh, I was on a trail or this is Photoshopped or whatever it is. Um, I, I think even in that case, it's still irresponsible because the message message that you're sending is that this is okay. And even though, hey, maybe I was on a trail, I took it in a way that made it look like I wasn't, that, that's, what, what is that going to um, communicate to people who want to go out and create the same thing? They're just going to go walk out in the middle of um, wildflowers to, to, to get the photo that they want. And again, going back to the fact, oh, they're just flowers, you know, the, the reality is on uh, it, the, you know, poppy fields in Walker Canyon, it is a protected area. Uh, and at least here in California, it's, it's illegal to, to, to pick 
poppy uh, flowers on uh, public property. If it's on your own private property, it doesn't matter. But, um, you know, th there's a reason why these things are protected, and it's to guard against things that actually happened. Uh, so when uh, you see signs, you know, don't enter fields or um, protected area, there's a reason why it's protected, because uh, the damage that was done, at least this past year, some people are saying it could take decades for, for some of that to, to repair itself. So um, uh, the, that's probably the, the biggest example of disregard for a location that actually caused damage that I have seen. And then um, I'm gonna go ahead and um, wrap this up because like I said, I didn't want this first episode to be too long or too boring. Um, and I think we're at a good point to kind of call it quits. But uh, the last question um, comes from Steve from Public Lands Hate You says, why are you such a hater? And all I got to say, Steve, um, is that you're the one with hate in your username. So who's the real hater now? Um, so, you know, I, I, I think that um, using the word hate is a strong word. Um, and I take um, massive offense at someone saying that I'm a hater. Just, just wow. You got a lot of nerve, my friend. So, you know, take a look at yourself in the mirror and think about what you're doing, who you are, and stop casting judgment and so much hate yourself, my friend. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening. I don't know what I'm going to do with this podcast. Um, I you know, am open to ideas. Um, I think it's just something that uh, is a good place to talk further about some of these issues besides just making posts on Instagram. So hopefully... Um, we can get some interesting content for you. I'm hoping to have um, different people on once in a while to maybe uh, have an interview or talk about uh, some of these issues. You know, maybe I'll bring on Steve. Maybe we can duke it out. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, thanks for listening. Hope to see you next time.